0: Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money, and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances, and life, whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up.
1: You know, you're stuck in this job. You can't see your way out of it and yet you're fed up with it and you're waking up in the morning thinking I've got to do this because this is how I pay the bills, I've no idea what other job I could do and yet there's some voice screaming inside I've had enough, there must be another way. Hey guys, it's Matt Haycox here and we are here for another
0: lockdown podcast special. And today I've got with me certified coach, leadership development trainer and mindfulness teacher, Tim Sigala. Now, Tim is also an author uh, and he helps leaders and teams reconnect with a natural energy, creativity and inspiration, which all sounds, uh, I guess, fantastic words for the things that we probably all need to uh, to get our heads into gear and keep us happy and positive during these corona times so tim it's a it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here and I'm, I'm looking forward to everything you've
1: got to say thank you matt thank you for having me great to to be here and uh, yes hearing that introduction it's kind of like wow that's quite a billing isn't it do i do all of that i hope you can I pay do. me later you can pay me later <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um,
0: uh, but yeah I mean, I mean I mean to, to, to just I, I guess I've given a you know a, a headline introduction but just you know to t- tell us a bit more about you you know how wh- wh- how it began uh, you know what what brought you on your journey and, and what mm. uh, what you know, what gave you your, your knowledge to coach people today
1: mm. sure sure yeah so I I've been doing this kind of work uh coaching and training mindfulness work for um about 10 years Um, And I really got into this, uh, you know, life led me here, my own life experiences. I haven't had an entirely smooth uh, journey through life uh, without getting the violin out and all the rest of it. Um, You know, I had my own struggles um, at at various points in my life, addictive tendencies, self-doubt, holding myself back and so on and you know I was sort of doing okay in various careers previously and PR jobs, communications jobs but um, there was never, I was never, it was never quite right and so at certain times things just sort of caught up with me and I, I almost through necessity at first had to go on a journey of self-discovery and you know sorting my shit out if you Pardon the expression. So, We're allowed to swear on here. Don't worry. Oh, good. Mum's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst it will get. I promise. So, yeah, I, I sort of um, went into, into therapy, got into mindfulness practice myself, and I kind of realised, ah, yeah, it, it's possible to feel uh, at peace with oneself, or at least more at peace than than I'd been used to. And so, you know, a bit like um, I often quote the the phrase from that guy who founded um, the Remington shaver, that he loved the shaver so much that he bought the company. So in a way, I got so much from personal development work and mindfulness work that I thought, yeah, this is the sort of work I want to do with people. And so, yeah, retrained in that field. And um, yeah, I've never looked back really. Um, And I I guess, you know, the, the, the key thing that, characterizes my work is helping people to unlock those inner resources for creativity for well-being um, and for overcoming patterns from the past that may be holding them back so there we go
0: but but you know it's interesting what you say as well in insofar as that you know when this you know when this introduction started you were saying well you know everything didn't start smoothly for me and you know I don't want to get the violins out etc but you know you you almost said it in in an apologetic way but you know but but I I I actually feel that you know those kind of backstories you know for someone in your position or for anyone in any position you know qualify qualifies you much better than than anyone reading a textbook really because you know you, you've really been there and felt it and, and 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 know it I mean I I'm obviously from a completely different space but you know I have a, a, a similar backstory in that my, you know, my, my journey in business was from let's you know, say so my early 20s to my late 20s that hyper growth super success making a lot of money and then a spectacular fall from grace uh, with, with, with a mega bankruptcy you know I was disqualified as a director I was uh, I was personally bankrupt my businesses were bankrupt and i started from scratch again to rebuild and i've i've effectively i wouldn't say I'm, I'm in the coaching space but you know but 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 i do advise other businesses i provide funding and advice and support and yeah and 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 that now now and again you know i'll have some some haters out you know, haters out there you know some a couple of particular members of the press who who, who, who who like to give me a good grilling and and their and their usual their usual speech bubble is around the fact of you know who who, who is this who who is this guy? You know what? Uh, you know what? 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 An idiot that you know, that an ex-bankrupt thinks thinks he's qualified to mm-hmm. give a, to give advice to struggling businesses. Mm-hmm. But my argument is the complete opposite, in that who who is better qualified than <laughs> than, than, than me for you know for someone who's been through the shit and you know, hopefully come out, you know, come out of the other side, live to tell a tale, learn from my mistakes. Um, and I think, you know, for people like me, for people like yourself, you know, I would I'd much rather be taking, you know, my, my advice in a space. You know, if my head was gone, if I wasn't happy with my situation, I'd much rather someone like yourself who physically been there was, you know, was there to talk to me about it than, than someone who's just, re- you know, read about what these feelings might be like in a textbook.
1: I couldn't agree more. And uh, thanks for that sort of encouragement to to, uh, I will get the violin out now. No, I won't. But um, Yeah, absolutely. I've I've actually noticed it's interesting. You know, we're all on a journey, whatever the hell that means. But um, I have noticed um, more recently in my work, it's an evolving thing that um, I trust bringing in more of that experience, because I think when I started out, there was a sort of feeling of, well, Either people don't want to know about that backstory, or somehow it will detract from my work because I should be showing up as this, you know, completely sorted, um, totally confident, whatever, you know, um, the, the, the sort of the ideal coach, as it were. But I've, I've realized in more recent years that it doesn't really work, or rather, it only starts to work once you a- allow. Um, aspects of your true self whatever that means to show up and so I have taken the risk more and more in my work of yeah you know disclosing the fact that um, it hasn't been a smooth journey and I I couldn't agree with you more it's a fine line also though because um you know when people come to work with me um what they 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 need to feel confident in the process that I'm going to lead them through and if I'm sort of too much going into that backstory that can detract from it so it's 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 always a fine balance I'm sure you've discovered that as well
0: no, no, for sure, for sure. So, so, and, and now, if we put this into, into specific context, then I mean, you know, obviously, you know, without without naming clients, uh, but 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 mm-hmm. yeah, can, can you tell us about you know when would somebody need you? You know, what what uh, what specific situations can, you know do you help with? Uh, you know, are there any you know nameless stories you can tell us? You know, so, 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 that, so that we can kind of appreciate mm-hmm. the context of, of how you work. Sure.
1: Yeah, so the the company that I founded is a social enterprise called Rising Minds, um, and so we work in a number of different spaces. Um, as a social enterprise, we run some programs in organisations with leaders and teams, and that's essentially around resilience um, using mindfulness and coaching uh, programs and techniques. And then we also run programs for uh, on behalf of charitable organizations in the community. So working with people who wouldn't otherwise access this kind of stuff, people generally on a low income, people who are recovering or coming back from difficult uh, circumstances, difficult um, experiences. So it's a real spectrum. So maybe to give you you know, an example for me, from both of those, um, yeah, working with, let's say a leadership team, um, so sometimes with individuals sometimes with teams what i would be um what i'm seeking to do there and what i hope uh people have experienced working with me would testify to is helping them to create more of a sense of mental space to deal with the complex challenges of life at work because the reality for so many people in management and leadership positions Is that it's just non stop activity uh, and a sense of, for so many people, of overwhelm and like, you know, the hamster wheel running to stand still. And of course, I can't change all the elements of that reality for them. But what I can change is some very simple and yet fundamental practices in terms of how they manage themselves and their working days and to create more space for engaging the wise parts of their brain. So this is where the neuroscience of mindfulness comes in. Um, And so, yeah, I teach them simple techniques from mindfulness so that um, they feel more of that sense of creative control uh, as far as that's possible, given the reality of what is being expected of them. Um, and then if I'm doing one-to-one coaching work, we'll sort of take that deeper to find out how they can apply certain techniques, what um, they might be doing to block themselves from being as creative and um, thoughtful in their leadership and management work. So it's really creating that sense of um, uh, freedom and control uh, through accessing their wisdom and creativity. Um, So, then on the other end of the spectrum, if you like, when I'm working with people uh, in the community, uh, very different context. And yet it's the same principles that are applying, really, because uh, people who, you know, without exaggerating it, who have nothing or don't have much and maybe are recovering from really difficult circumstances, ironically, they may have the same internal experience of feeling overwhelmed by the barriers that. That they perceive are facing them from getting into the world of work or training or whatever it might be and again i'm helping them to access that sense of inner space inner creativity to think things through and of course maybe in that field accessing more of a sense of self-confidence because maybe that's not so much what's happening when i'm working with leaders and teams although you'd be surprised <laughs> Um, so in a way, it all comes down to the same thing, and that is um, working with the grain of the brain uh, to access your your natural sense of yeah creative control in your life. Oh, and when would someone be
0: when would someone be aware uh, or might think that they need your help? You know, when when would someone think you know what I have a problem here? Tip the guy to call.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I would say it's when people, I mean, ideally, I like working with people before um, they reach crisis, because once you're really into a crisis, you know, of complete burnout, let's say, then in some ways it it may be that, you know, other things need to happen first. Um, But of course, in reality, you know, sometimes people only do reach that stage of looking for help once they are in crisis sure. so i would say the early warning signs um, that it means it's good to, to 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 reach out for you know help with someone like me is where um, you are your sleep starting to be affected because you can't put things down and you're constantly thinking about work challenges uh where your relationships are starting to suffer Um, relationships both at work and then when that starts to spill over into home life, um, where you start to feel like uh, that there are no choices. And, you know, you're stuck in this job. You can't see your way out of it. And yet you're fed up with it. And you're waking up in the morning thinking, I've got to do this because this is how I pay the bills. I've no idea what other job I could do. I'm, there are people looking to me particularly if you're in a leadership role so I've just got to keep going and yet there's some voice screaming inside I've had enough there must be another way um, so I would say that they're the signs and the sooner you can listen to those voices then uh, the, the better that is because it's easier then for someone like me to come in and as it were turn the tide
0: now and obviously you know we're recording this during you know we're recording this on the twenty ninth of April so we're you know we're very much in the middle of uh, you know, middle of being being locked at home you know people working from home for the first time suffering a lot of you know unknown or rather so- certainly never occurred before stresses in their lives i mean are yeah. you are you seeing a particular uh, increase in work now, or are you see, you're seeing you seeing a different kind of client? And and what you know, what can our what can our listeners and viewers who who are watching this, you know, I mean, what kind of things can they be doing at home, uh, you know, to, to to hopefully not need your services or or to, or to keep mm. themselves in a better state,
1: uh, you know, in, in between using people mm. like yourself? Sure, yeah. So it is a fascinating period for for people in my industry, if you like. Um, and um yeah there is definitely uh though there has been a huge amount of um anxiety um and overwhelm out there uh, as we're sort of you know what four or five weeks into our lockdown, I have noticed things have settled down a bit, but initially there was you could i could tell in my interactions with people with clients um uh, and, and colleagues and friends, uh, that there was that initial panic. I think we're over the worst of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, certainly the stuff that I've was i been doing, I felt moved um, to initially just offer some stuff, as many coaches and trainers were doing um, as an act of service. So I was putting together some, some free stuff, um, initially helping people to adapt to working from home so I was doing some webinars and I put a, a course on for that. Um, and there are some resources on um, my website around that. There's a free course on working from home. There's some, also some resources um, on using the, the wisdom of mindfulness to apply to these times, which is essentially about um, uh, just taking time out throughout your day to allow your brain to reset. It's like rebooting. A computer, When there are too many programs open, it just gets hot and wants to, you know, blow up. <laughs> and our brains are the same, essentially. So, yeah, I've been noticing that that's what has been needed at this time. Um, interestingly, um, you know, I'm, I'm, unpredictably, it's actually been more in the social um, end of my social enti- enterprise spectrum, where I've been called to put on um, bespoke training at the moment i think the 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 world of the public and private sectors are um, it's such an extraordinary time of transition it's some it's probably i mean i may be different maybe different for other coaches it's it's actually harder for private and public sectors to um adapt as quickly um as some charitable organizations which is very ironic um and I think that, you know, it's just going to take a little while for the world of organisations and businesses to get their head around all of this. There's so much uncertainty around. Um, And, um, yeah, it's just going to change the way that people like myself deliver stuff, what we're delivering. And, yeah, you know, watch this space, really.
0: So, so presumably you're delivering a lot of your work now over, over Zoom calls, Skype yeah. calls, etc. And, w- and was that not the case before? I mean, did you do a lot of lot, lot of remote work before anyway, or has, has this been a, a new kind of
1: string to your delivery bow? Um, yeah, I was doing quite a lot on Zoom. Quite a lot of coaching does happen on Zoom. I've been running Zoom courses for a while anyway, because it's just such a great medium to, to reach people across the world. Um, so I felt quite... know well adjusted to all of that but yeah inevitably i'm doing an awful lot more um and i i love zoom i think it's fantastic or i love you know the virtual world um and yeah i've also noticed that myself and people do miss something about what happens when you get bodies in a space um so without getting too new agey about you know whatever that, that is but energies um But yeah, whilst we're still in this period, thank the Lord for Zoom and and Skype hundred percent well listen tim it's been
0: great listening to you and uh, you know i'm sure like i said i'm sure many many people listening to this now are, are going to be needy of your services or or, or certainly better can benefit from them anyway uh, mm. you know n- n- never mind just now but in general i mean where where, where can we find you uh, you know give yourself a little uh, little plug for socials and websites etc
1: sure thank you yes yeah. so uh, risingminds.org.uk that's our social enterprise uh, you'll see all our services there. And as I said, yeah, there's a resources section there where there's we've packed in a whole lot of during this period free stuff uh, to help people to yeah, to manage their own minds. So yeah, risingminds.org.uk and I'm on LinkedIn as well.
0: Fantastic. Listen, Tim. Thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be great to catch catch up with you again in the future, and and have this have this conversation again in 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 a in a, in a, in a different kind of context, in a in hopefully a more positive time, and yeah, you know, and probably probably talk about some learnings and experiences too.
1: Thank you, Matt. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks again for having me.
0: Thanks, Tim. See you soon. Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycock. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycock. And we'll see you soon.